Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 135. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome back. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. If you've never listened before, welcome to the party. Uh, The Social Sunshine Podcast focuses mostly on social media marketing, social media content creation, and with some, you know, dashes of other online marketing talk and some entrepreneurship talk. Uh, We... We somehow managed to have fun talking about marketing. That is right. So I'm so glad that you're here. Today's episode is definitely a good one. My guest, Jackie Pruitt, is talking about listening to your gut, um, living a, a less than traditional life, and um, and just really embracing life, really, and just going for it. That's what she and I talked about. It was a really, really cool conversation. She is a rad chick. You're going to love her. You're going to be just like fired up after this conversation and ready to just go out there and just do whatever kind of shit you want to do. So I'm excited for you to hear my chat with Jackie here in just a couple of minutes. First, I want to make sure and remind you that the first ever in-person event for my membership, Small Biz Social Society, is coming up in June 2022. Uh, It's called Social Success 2022, and it's happening right here in my hometown of Houston, Texas. We have a full weekend plan. And it's um it's retreat style. It's kind of intimate. We have limited space. There's only a few spots left for the event. You can do a full weekend. We also have a shorter version if you can only come for the day. Um, and we have fun things planned. We have educational things planned. You're going to leave Social Success 2022 just like feeling so incredibly ready to go and conquer social media and conquer your brand and your business and do amazing things. Um, We have great speakers. We have, I mean, the list goes on and on. So here's the deal with this. Um, You have to be a member of Small Biz Social Society to be eligible to attend. All right. So if you're not a member of my membership yet, then all you got to do is go to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll. And the information for the event is on that website as well. So you can check it out and and see what you think. We would love to have you in one of these last few spots. It's available. The the registration deadline is um, June 2nd, I think. I hope I don't have that date wrong. Anyway, so I am super stoked about that. I'm nervous um, to host my first ever event like this, but I'm extremely excited. So yay. Um, All right. So before we get talking with Jackie about this whole listen to your gut thing and living a life that isn't so traditional and by the book, um, I want to apply that thought process to social media for you for just a couple of minutes here um, because it's so uh, helpful if you can learn to do this. You can learn to listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, whichever way you want to call it, um, and not always do things the way that other people do if you don't want to. And but the thing is is that it it's easier said than done, right? So you probably hear people say these things a lot. Like do your own thing. And I, you know, I like to say you do you, boo. Um for sure you should, but it's a bit of a process if that's not something that comes like naturally to you. If you're if you have your guard up, if you feel nervous about it. So I wanted to just give you some encouragement and offer you up some advice on on doing this on social media. So if you are having a hard time listening to your intuition, listening to your gut when it comes to posting on social media, if you um, aren't really being your unique self, if you find yourself doing things very similarly to others, and I don't mean the basics. There's always the basics that pretty much everybody should do, right? Like we know that we should show up consistently. We know that it's it's good to have good lighting. We know that we should use maybe three or four hashtags. Like we, you know, there's some basic rules that everybody should probably, you know, abide by for the most part, just because it's structure and it's foundation. But past that, you can be and do whatever the hell you want on social media, you know, as long as you're not being an asshole. So 
I think though, the thing is, is that this is actually deeper than just social media. So let's have therapy really quick. This is this is a mindset shift. This is stuff that can be going on inside of you. I mean, you're not alone if you feel nervous about just opening up and really being yourself on social media, you know, kind of maybe letting loose or just being more vulnerable or even hell, getting on camera at all, whatever level you're at. Um, this is a situation that is the case for a lot of people. I hear about it a lot. And there's varying stories and varying reasons, but honestly, a lot of times it can get pretty deep. So what I've noticed is that it seems that most people, not all, there's always exceptions, but most of the people that I know well enough to kind of know a little bit about them on social media, um, myself included, have maybe done some work internally. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so really are in probably, you know, probably people that are like more into self uh, growth and development and things like that. And just, you know, bettering yourself all the time. And you're um, surrounded by that kind of information and you're listening to podcasts, you're reading books, and you're just really into becoming better and better and better. Right. And not just like, you know, standing still. These people tend to have an easier time being authentic and just going going for it on social media and doing whatever they want to do their way, maybe a less than traditional way, you know? And it's it really does boil down to that because if you have things that you're hung up on in life in general, but you, you know, that are that are holding you back, that are keeping you from being either vulnerable or honest or authentic or just maybe having some fun, whatever it is for you, and it's holding you back, it's going to hold you back on social media as well. It goes into all parts of your life. So if you've got that going on, you've got that kind of obstacle in your way right now, but you want to get on social, you want to be doing this, you want to be creating things, you want to be impacting an audience and and doing good things on social media and selling your stuff in your business and all these things, you've got some work to do. But don't worry, okay? Don't let that intimidate you. It's not like you need to like spend a year in therapy before you can post a fucking video. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but really, just, just take a moment. Look, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional. If you want to seek a professional, go for it. But my friend-to-friend advice is if this is you and you're holding back then just just take a sec. Just pause. And, you know, if you need to do that, you know, at night after your kiddos are in bed and you need to like just do some self-reflecting if you want to, you know, go for a walk in the morning and, and figure this out and think through it, whatever. But think through like, what is it? What's holding me back? Why am I not just doing things the way I want to do on social media? Why am I not just posting and being me? Why am I doing it this way or not at all or whatever? And, you know, if you like to do it with writing, like write it down. Start writing down every single thing that you feel like is an obstacle for you, even if it's some really deep shit from your childhood, all right? Just write it down. And then you can start working through it. And it's, you know, it's a process. But the thing is, is that, like I said, you don't have to wait, you know, and post a year later, you can go ahead and start using social media. And if you need to ease into it, that's okay too. But don't take for fucking ever, right? Because time is precious and life can be really short. And I really want to encourage you to just go for it. But know that it might take a little bit of time. So if you're easing into it, you're figuring this out, you're like, okay, okay, okay. I'm doing the work inside. I'm I'm doing the personal growth stuff. I'm getting past my fears. I want to be me. And you start using social media gradually, then you know maybe your first video isn't going to be like going live and talking to the camera. That might be extra nerve wracking. That might be like an intermediate or advanced level skill. Start at the beginning. Do smaller things, you know, show up in your stories. If you want to practice talking on camera, do that in your stories first. If that makes you feel better, that's good practice because stories are only up for 24 hours anyway. So go for it, right? Um, if you want to just practice being on camera in general, you but you want to do videos, but you don't want to talk and you're still kind of nervous, like, cool, start making some videos, start making some TikTok videos, some Reels videos, some YouTube short, shorts, all these things. But maybe you don't have to talk in the first ones. Maybe you just 
go along to whatever the sound is or the music or whatever is going on in that video, right? You can take it step by step, but please, please, please just take action. Take action. And it's not going to be perfect at first. Like how in the hell are you going to be perfect immediately whenever you've never done it before? It's just like how? If that happened, it would be luck. Okay. These are learned skills and that's cool. And that's what I'm here for with the show. That's what I'm there for, for in the membership with Small Biz Social Society and even with our clients in Fun Love Media. Like I am here for you and you can lean on me and you can come here, um, especially to the show every week for more tips, more advice and more encouragement. Cause that's, that's in, extremely important to know that you're not alone in this journey. So I hope that that, that little pep talk helps you, you know, realize that that if you're like, well, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I just go out there and be myself on social media? It seems like everybody else can. Well, first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, there's nothing wrong with you. And third of all, it probably just means you have a little inner work to do. And it doesn't mean that's going to take years. It just means you've got to put in the work and put forth the effort and go through the process, go through the growth. You know, listen, listen to, listen to one of my favorites, Ed Milet. If you want a podcast, that's amazing. And that's going to really inspire you. Listen to Ed Milet. Um, listen to a lot of the episodes for, um, the skinny confidential, uh, him and her podcast. Uh, a lot of their stuff can be really inspiring and motivating. There's a lot of good people out there to follow. Mel, I love Mel Robbins. I love Tony Robbins. So just do what you got to do. Get the goodness in your life start growing, and then it's really going to bleed out into the social media thing. And before you know it, you're going to be a social media superstar. Okay. Thank you for listening to my chat. I'm so glad you're here today. Coming up next is my guest, the fantastic Jackie Pruitt. Today's guest inspires women to wake the fuck up, uncover their worth, and take control of their life. She believes that most people are sleepwalking through their lives and working just to afford life with little to no control over the way they spend their waking hours. She believes that women have a power laying dormant inside of them that when uncovered will light up their world and the world around them. This gal helps others monetize social media is a fellow podcast host and a fellow Peloton lover. And a fun fact, she met her husband on a job interview in New York City where he was interviewing for the same job. He didn't get the job, but he did get the girl. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Jackie Pruitt. Hey, Brittany, that was so fun. <laughs> I told oh, you, I loved, I loved the intro. Before we started recording, I was like, you're going to have to listen to me say fun things about you. Okay. Okay. I mean, who doesn't love that? Like I get like embarrassed and excited at the same time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. So, so, okay. So we'll get the, we'll get our Peloton moment out of the yeah. way. Yes. Um, we are fellow Peloton members and lovers and all that jazz and your husband. Now, was this a thing? Now, I don't know how long y'all have been together, but was this a love of y'all's before y'all got together? Or was oh, it- gosh, no. We've been together. I don't even way know. Way longer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, way longer. But we got Peloton, our first bike, I think, in 2017. Okay. And um, I was the one that, like, was like, because I, I used to go to Soul Cycle and I Me loved- too. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Like, I love, I was such a, I needed like classes to go to. I used to teach fitness. So I was like, I need to go to a class. And I thought, so much crap about being working at home, like working out at home. But I was like, you know, this is amazing. Let's try it. So we went to a showroom and um, we got on a bike and took a Cody Rigsby class. And John was like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, yes, not that I needed his approval, but I wanted his approval. And uh, now he's like even more Peloton obsessed than like the most Peloton obsessed person. And, you know, now we have two bikes and a track. So we love it. <laughs> I, I love it so much. I love that It's like this family affair because I know that he, he does a lot of like the posting, right. It's like the yep. clips of classes and he kind of like has fun with that, which is so creative and so fun. Um, and, yes. and I love seeing like how y'all do have the two bikes and all that. Cause yep. I'm like, Ooh, that's a dream. Hell yeah. Like, oh, I, man. You know, I, we, I would love to have it. So you can like, maybe you can ride together like right there. Well, that's the thing. Like we fought over that one bike for like two years and we finally <laughs> were like this, this is like getting heated <laughs> to get a second bike. So we did. And it definitely changed our lives. I love it. Well, I love that we all share, share that. That's pretty cool. It's, it's, I mean, and that's actually related to some of the things we're going to talk about today in a way, because it's about, you know, um, it's about doing things your way and living your life. And like, 
it, like you said, like you weren't sure because it's like working out at home, but then like you tried it that way. And so it's all kind of connected to what all we're going to talk about. But before we do, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Like, where do you live? Um, about your family. And then yeah. also what exactly that you do for your work. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I live in Michigan and I grew up like in Ann Arbor, which is a college town, went to, went to university of Michigan. Um, and then I really thought that my life, like Ann Arbor was the best place. I never wanted to leave. Like I lived in this bubble and I, for whatever reason, got the guts to go abroad in my junior year in college. And I lived in London for a year and that totally changed my entire world. I came back and I was like, oh my God, there's so much more out there. And so I graduated, I decided to move to New York City, which um, I did not have a job, but I was like, I'm just gonna do it, you know? So I just became like a different, when I, my dad loves to tell the story, when I went to London, I left Michigan as like a wallflower, really shy, you know, I am an only child. So I always wanted friends, but I was like that people pleaser, you know, yeah. um, wanted everybody to like me. And then, you know, he, they visit me in London and I'm like hailing cabs and just like a completely different version of myself. And so anyway, I came back and just, I decided like, there was so much more to life than just my little bubble that I grew up, grown up in. So moved to New York city. That's where I eventually met my husband. Um, and so what the funny thing is, is I was, uh, had that job and the recruiter that got that job for me, like the year prior was like, Hey, you're going to be interviewing with a girl named Jackie. She's leaving the job. She's really cute. And so she kind of like almost match made us. <laughs> it was so cute. Anyway, <laughs> um, eventually I was like, I've got to get the hell out of New York. Like it's, it's such a great city, but it's so difficult to live in after a while. So we moved to Chicago, then Austin, Texas, where we had our son, who's now almost 10. Um, anyways, and lived there for nine years. And I was like, I got to get back to the Midwest. Like, I love the mid, are you, where are you located? Uh, Texas. I'm in Houston. Oh, Texas. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. So lived in Austin and loved Austin, but it wasn't, it just wasn't home, you know? Totally. And so I wanted to like to have Jackson live, um, live in the Midwest and grow up in the Midwest. And so I just finally convinced John to, to move back up here and, you know, true to form, like we never had jobs before we moved anywhere. Like we kind of just always figured it out. Um, so that's kind of like my, my story, but I have one child always wanted more and then had one. And I was like, Oh my God, this, I can, this is awful. <laughs> like, what did I do to my life? <laughs> never mind. I'm done. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so anyway, but you know, I was in corporate America for a really long time and it was always a paycheck. It was a job. I was very aware that although I was very fortunate to have it, um, I felt like there had to be more to life, you know, and finally got over myself and decided to join network marketing, which was something I had, you know, shunned for many years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm sure most of us can relate to that are in it now, but, it, you know, it started that like about six years ago. And it's just something that has grown me as a person, um, grown my mindset, all the things. And now, you know, now that I have been fortunate enough to be able to retire myself from corporate, um, I just, my, my biggest passion is helping women wake up and realize that they can do more, that, that there is more, um, even if you don't know what that more is, you know, I was so tired of being time broke and that's what I want to help other people get out of. So that's Ooh, time broke, right? I think that's the first time I've ever heard that, which is, dude, I heard it. I heard it recently and I was like, um, that's amazing. That is amazing. That's yeah. really amazing. Um, I, I, okay. I'm so excited. I have so many things to talk about with you. Okay. So I, know, I, I gave you a lot. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yes. Um, the possibilities are endless. So, okay. I love that. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And I yeah. love your honesty about, about the kiddos, about being like, eh, never mind. you know, yep. because I, I think that's, you know, that's a whole other story, but I think that maybe <laughs> not, not all parents are quite so open about, um, some of the difficulties that come along yeah. with being a parent. So yeah, it's yep. not easy. Yep. That's for sure. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't think I wanted a second one for a very long time. And I mean, now that I obviously have to like, I can, I clearly understand like my daughter's meant to be here and like, duh, yeah, like all of that absolutely. now, but yes. I will say it took me <laughs> a minute. It took me a minute. At first I was like, 
oh my God, (laughs) what is this life? This is so hard, you know? So I just, I love your honesty with that, but you're honest and open about like everything. So that's one of the, that's one of the things I always have loved about you and love sharing or or seeing what you share on social media. Because what I like is that, like, I think you did this, it wasn't that long ago, maybe, I don't know, week before last or something. And so like when this is airing, maybe it's been a little bit, but you were like, I'm going to try this dance. Like, you're like, look, I may not do it perfectly. Okay. But I am still going to challenge myself. Like you're just so open about it instead of like pretending to be something that you're not, which I, which connects to everything we're going to talk about. So how does that, where does that come from? Do you think like those experiences where you went and you did your thing in London and all that, because you really do show up on social media and you're just like, you can just tell you're being real. You're not full of shit, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, and I, I take, you know, dance tips from you all the time, Brittany, you may not know it, but I'm watching you all the time, like killing it on the tread. And it just, I don't know. My parents are like, well, thank God all those dance lessons we paid thousands of fucking dollars for are paying off somehow, Brittany. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's amazing though. And, you know, I think the, the, what I just love encouraging people to do is to just like let go of taking themselves so seriously. And the best way to encourage people to do that is to not take your own self so seriously, you know, which I think you totally get. And I love that. But, um, you know, with regards to just like doing things that are new, I think, you know, truthfully, you just do it the first time, whatever it is, right? Like for me, it was leaving my bubble in, you know, in Michigan and going abroad, right? And and I did that. And then, I mean, I'll never forget, I have one moment like seared in my memory, like the very first week of school in London, you know, and it's school I use in quotations. I mean, our dorm had a bar in the basement, okay? So it's just very different life. Okay, I could go um, to that school. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it was honestly still the best year of my entire life. But um, I remember being in my dorm room and being so nervous because there was like a welcome party in the basement and everybody was going to be there in the, in the bar. And I was so nervous because I didn't know anybody and I didn't want to go because again, that was the old me, you know? Um, and I remember like, I am mean, my friend in the States, like being like, I can't go. Like, I, I don't know anybody. She's like, just go. And I just, you know, I had no liquid courage in me. So I was just like, okay. And I went and I just have that memory. And it's just stayed with me because these little things, these little pieces of evidence that, you know, you can look back on, like, I didn't die. I did the new thing. And what happened actually, I made like some of my best friends. Right. So like just doing one thing that you're nervous about, or that you're, you know, that's new for you, like dancing, whatever it is, you start doing those things and you start building this like resume of courage, you know, where you can look back and be like, yep, well, I did that. So sure. Let me try this, you know? Right. That is so cool. This resume yeah. of courage. I love it. You're full of the little, you got the little, I mean, we got quotes coming out. Like, listen, my producer, Megan is like, yes, this girl is giving me quotes to use on social media for this episode. Um, no, that that's really, really cool. And what a nice friend to be like, just go, you know, yeah. to, to encourage you. Um, okay. So let's, let's dive into more of like the business side of things and the work side. Yeah. Of things. yeah. So when did you, is, so the current network marketing stuff you're doing, is this the first time you've ever done network marketing or did you do something before that? Yeah, good question. No, I started um, in network marketing in a different company um, and I was there for about four and a half years. And, you know, again, when I entered the industry, I was really, truly so blown away because it wasn't what I expected. You know, um, I had looked down on it for so many years. Um, when I finally did open my mind, I was just blown away, which can't we say that about so many things, right? Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I was there for four and a half years. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it, I just learned so much, um, you know, and I eventually was just kind of burnt out and didn't, didn't, I didn't have the joy there anymore. Couldn't mm-hmm. authentically share it. Um, and so I kind of was just like, I'm never going to do that again. I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot, but like this clearly maybe isn't for me. Um, but then my current uh, company, which is a lifestyle brand, a friend of mine was just like, Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a brand ambassador for a leggings brand. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that's all I wear. Um, and so I just, didn't overthink it. You know, I didn't, I, I mean, I even was like, look, I'm just going to have a link and share it. Like, this is totally another way to monetize my life. Right. Just 
you know, that affiliate marketing vibe is kind of how I started with it. And my mindset, of course, it's grown so much from that, but, um, you know, it's, it's just such a cool industry, you know, like this industry is just, I mean, it truly is the best, but it's, it's just so interesting because there are so many misconceptions about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's it. I think it's an important topic. I've been in network marketing um, for a long time, uh, but it's never been the spotlight of my um, career roster, if you will. Um, But I still have, of course, I dabbled in things whenever my kiddos were more babies um, because I was trying to find my way, right? Which I think is actually a really cool, one of the many things that network marketing is good for. People like to like just focus on, making money from it. But really, as you and I both know, there's way more than just that. And so I learned a lot and I've I've kind of dabbled in this and like you, I kind of like, it's not really bringing much joy into my life. It's kind of boring me. Like, you know, like the product or the way it works or whatever. And, um, so, but I still dabbled for a while because I just was like, I just feel like at least like this knowledge or something is going to come in handy. Like there's a good, there's a reason why I'm doing this. So anyway, fast forward and I'm still doing it with a wine company. Again, I'm really busy with my uh, main business. So it's not like a huge, but I still just love to have it like a part of my life. Um, It's cool to, I don't know, you hold on to things whenever you see that they're contributing to your life in any size. Right. So like with misconceptions with network marketing, clearly a lot of them come from way back in the day. Yes. I feel like they're very old. Like, cause yep. I don't know, maybe some people sucked way back in the day. I don't know about their life. I just know about right now. <laughs> yeah. but what, do you, what do you think? I mean, what do you think are the misconceptions, right? Like it just yeah. a, a few off the top of your head that you think people have about network marketing. Well, I mean, I can just speak for myself, especially like there what go, my yeah. misconceptions were, um, were, you know, I mean, is as shitty as it sounds, right? Like, I mean, I'm not proud of them, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, I felt like it was just for people that had nothing better to do, um, for people that, you know, maybe we're just like stay at home moms, which again, that's probably one of the hardest jobs ever anyway, but you know, this was, this was pre kids for me anyway, but, um, you know, so th- that was a really big one. Of course, other ones, like, I just felt like it was a, I mean, I, I literally used to say, oh, it's for people that want to pimp out their friends, you know, like I just had yeah. this, shitty view of, you know, selling, um, which is also a very old, you know, I've read a book about like to sell as human and it's all about how there's such a negative connotation with salespeople. Right. But it comes from way back in the day in the old, like, you know, the car dealerships and whatever, (laughs) but, um, you know, I just had a very negative connotation with the way I felt like, you know, you know, pyramid scheme, like I just didn't understand it truly is where all those misconceptions come from is not having the actual knowledge, right? So you just assume and you you listen to what others say, you know, that confirmation bias. And so, yeah, when I entered and like you said, there's so much more about this industry than just like the money that you can make. Um, And, you know, I think in the past there have been many um, you know, whatever the, the, the verbiage in the, the narrative has been very like, well, you can have all the money in the world and time freedom and all these things. And yes, you absolutely can. But I think the conversation is so much bigger than that. And that's where, you know, people can get negative on it because they're like, well, my best friend did it and she didn't make a lot of money. You know, they, we talk about the money, but we don't talk about all the other success, success things that come from it. And on the flip side, we also don't show that like, it does take effort, you know? Um, it's not, I mean, I personally do think it's easy, but it's it, it's not effortless. Do you know what I mean? There, I feel like right. there's a difference. Like, I think right. it's way harder to sit at my job and have a, a boss, you know, dictating how I spend my time. Like to me, that's harder, but you know, everybody has their own heart too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so thank you for being so open about that. Cause you, the things you, you had your, the misconceptions about it. It's probably like, so, so many people, um, yeah. understand that and relate to that. And, and, um, I'm sure I did once upon a time as well, but I just think it's, um, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm going to get kind of like deep life deep, but it's yeah. like, it's, it's like a, an, a real life example of like somebody that you've read about in like history books or whatever that like, went, you know, went against the crowd and yeah. did their own thing. And like, even though there were haters, like, I mean, really, cause that, it's, it's just an yeah. example of that sort of thing. And, and so I feel like 
you know, you're good at listening to your gut, right? Because, and that's, and that, why is that so hard for us to do? For some reason, all of us have done this at some point. We don't listen to our gut, even though we're getting that feeling inside and we're like, something's tugging at us and we'll resist. I don't, I don't know why the hell we do that. Oh my gosh, girl. I never did either. And then I sound like, okay, I am not, well, I am a reader now, but you know, this is again, a way that you can, we surprise ourselves. We always feel, we put ourselves in these buckets, right? Like, well, I'm not a salesperson or I'm not a person that reads or whatever. Right. And like before this year, I was not a reader. I loved books. I'd pick them up and start them. And then I'd get bored and fall asleep or whatever and find a new one. I just never stuck with it. Anyways, my point of it is, as I read a book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And I'm not sure if you've read it, but he has a TED Talk, which I had seen. And I was like, I don't need to read the book. I've seen the TED Talk. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly power hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun. And the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop, your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. But the book is awesome. Anyway, and there's actually a scientific reason behind why we don't follow our gut. So if you want me to share it, uh, yes, please okay. do. This is so cool. Uh, I know it's so cool. So anyway, um, your gut, your decisions that we feel like come from our gut, it's not actually from your physical gut, right? Or it's not from your heart, which is kind of where I thought it came from oddly, but it comes from an area in your brain called the limbic brain and in the limbic brain and that limbic area of your brain, there's no capacity for language like zero, like that part of the brain does not have any capacity to, to form language. And so the reason why we tend to not follow our gut is because since we can't put words to it, you know, like if I were to ask you, Brittany, why did you marry your husband? You know, you could be like, well, because he's smart and he's funny and he's, but there's a lot of smart, funny guys, right? There's a reason that you actually married him, but you can't verbalize it, you know? Yes. And so because we can't verbalize these, these feelings, we, we then that's where overthinking comes from. Cause then we feel like we need to validate that feeling either, you know, pro and con list, you know, whatever it is, like validate it or invalidate it, depending on what you want to do with other areas of your brain that can form that language. So anyway, that's the scientific reason behind why most people have a really difficult time following their gut because they're not used. It's practice too. If you want to get good at it, just find little things that you can follow your gut on and then you'll be able to practice that and get better at it. But yeah. That is so cool. I, I did not know this. Thank you. Um, I know. Well, that, Probably and that actually not. makes sense now that you explain that. And I think about it, I mean, it makes sense that it's some sort of natural thing inside of us, but, but they're also, you know, it doesn't mean we should, I mean, it, like you said, like practicing to get better at it. It's kind of like, um, I'm losing my, I'm getting my words. I'll jumble up. It's kind of like the whole thing with fear, right? Like, yeah. I mean, fear of some things is probably good. Like a yes. fear of a bear in the woods of you standing there in front of it. It makes yep. sense to, to be afraid, but, but yeah, like fear of things that aren't, you know, life-threatening and, you know, obviously, um, it's the same thing, right? Because our, I think I've heard that we had, like our body has this instinct to like get away from that. Mm-hmm. Anything that makes us feel that way. Yet yep. we know that like, say starting, a business in a network marketing company may make you feel afraid, but like, you're going to be okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, you, you're, but you're right. We have to practice that. Like, yes. and, and that's good advice to do it. Like in little situations to, yeah. to push through yeah. those feelings. I mean, truly like, I mean, you know, like you said, the bear, the, you know, it, that, <laughs> I don't know. A bear is the first thing that came No, but it's true though. I mean, honestly, like there are very few things that you could actually come up with that your fear is there validly, you right. know? 
there's just very few, like, a, I mean, literally like a bear, maybe like standing on the edge of a cliff. I don't know, very few things. So totally. the rest of like, that's why I always tell, like, tell people like follow your fear because it's there to show you that's the way you're supposed to go. Like there, you know, that's literally the reason it's there because right. you're like, Oh, I probably should do this, but that makes me really uncomfortable. Right. Know? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's totally true. Um, so, so how do you, how do you, like, can you think of how you would advise somebody if they are trying to get better at listening to their gut, following their instincts and all of that, especially, let me add this to the mix, especially when we're dealing with people around us who might very well love us, truly love us, mm-hmm. parents, siblings, yep. partners, people that are not trying to hurt us, but they don't get it especially mm-hmm. if you're starting a network marketing, especially if you're starting just any kind of your own business, that's not a typical job. It's very hard for people to understand that if they haven't lived it, yeah. but then, so then that makes it even harder to yep. go with your instincts when you know that your loved ones are like, eh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it all has to do with, um, forming the, the right, uh, like people around you. And when I say people that can be podcasts that you listen to, that can be books that can be, you know, our brain can't, can't hold everything in there. Right. So if you only have the parents, the siblings, the best friends from college, whatever it is that are your support people, you know, almost, I mean, and I don't want to like make a blanket statement and make up a stat, but I always make up stats, (laughs) toxic (laughs) trait of mine, but, um, (laughs) But, you know, truly like these people, they, they love you, but they also have you in a box. Like they have put like, imagine Brittany pre, you know, the pre network marketing, all your friends and family had you in this box. And when you decided that you wanted to do something that was not in that box, what, what was happening was you were actually making them feel very uncomfortable about where they were in life because they're not evolving and you want to actually get out and do something new. And that makes them feel bad about themselves. So, um, being able to like, you know, start putting messages in your brain, whether from podcasts, finding new friends, that's why network marketing is so powerful because you are surrounded by like-minded, like-minded people, right. That are just there. They're the support people, you know, that we get close to because, we all, we all can see the world in a different way that the other people that maybe are still, you know, no shade, but haven't grown out of their box yet, you right. know? Right. Um, and so I, I think one of the best pieces of advice is to just start opening your mind to, to new people, like allowing podcasts in or books in. you know, one of my favorite books, like you are a badass by Jen Sincero, like things like that, that just make you realize there is so much there's so much for you. And you know, that conventional life, while it's great for some people, it's only those people. I mean, I truly believe it's just the people that haven't woken up yet, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Hey, that no, don't be shy to say that. Cause I saw your face kind of like, Oh, sorry, (laughs) not trying to be rude, but this is what I fucking think. Um, yeah, no, no, I I'm, I'm with you on that. That's, that's really smart to have those other kinds of things around you, because I think that it's good that you gave that example because people get confused. I I'm, I'm going to guess that it can be yeah. confusing when people hear that advice about like surround yourself with like-minded people. It's like, um, how the hell am I going to do that? Like, I don't have time to go out yeah. and meet people. Right. So we right. gave these alternate options of listen to you know, podcasts and read a book, um, whatever, watch a YouTube show of whatever the hell yeah. it is. But yeah, there's other ways totally. you can do that. And also I want to see what you think about this. I think some people like, can feel like it sounds extreme when somebody says, um, you know, you can't be around people that think this other way. It's like, well, you know, I mean, sorry, like I'm going to hang out with my dad sometimes still. So I I think those messages can be harsh. I think that like, if you're able to kind of compartmentalize, like we recently had a, a a family, um, get together. And every time you do that, it, it kind of like starts making me realize like, wow, I am in this world where we're living, where we, I am listening to the podcast. I am talking to the, I am doing all these big, cool, exciting things. And then you go to your loved ones and they're not, and it's this weird feeling, but I think if you can like compartmentalize it and go, look, it's okay. This is my family. They're in this part of my life for this reason. Then these other things are in this part of my life. Right. 
It's it's not yeah, easy. Yeah, I do. mean, and I and I think it's just kind of like prepping your like when you're when you're aware of that, you know, you're able to walk into it being like, okay, like I'm gonna have my mindsets. I'm protecting my mind because our mindset really truly is the most fragile thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so walking into it and just you know prepping yourself like, okay, like there's probably going to be some comments or whatever. And I'm going to be here. And you just, not that you minimize the time that you're with them, but you just recognize it for what it is. This is great. Like, and then you go back and maybe on the way home, you put on a podcast or something that reminds you who the F you are, you know, Um, (laughs) because we need that. I mean, truly our mindset is so fragile. Like one person, if you don't have that strong, that strong mindset, like one yeah. comment can totally throw you. Right. Especially when it comes from somebody that you really do love somebody yeah. that matters to you in your life. And maybe they don't mean to be a certain way and they're not trying to be negative. They're just being themselves and they don't understand how that affects you. If they said something about your business or about your lifestyle or about anything, um, yep. it's really hard. It, I've, I've been through it. It's like you said, it, like it, it took time, you know, it took a long time <laughs> to get, <laughs> you know, be able to stand strong. Like, no, I know what I want. Even if people that I'm closest to outside of work stuff, you know, don't, don't think so. But, um, okay. I also want to ask you about, I have so many things I want to ask you about, but yeah, we're getting there. I want to ask you about (laughs) your, like, basically if you would give some tips, because I know that you are doing really cool things in your network marketing business. I read all your stuff. I got the scoop. (laughs) And, and for real though, I mean, like, don't be modest. You're doing some really cool stuff. And, and I just want to know if you would, wouldn't mind like giving some tips, giving some words of encouragement, things that people can actually do. So say they're like, okay, I'm going to set out into, let's just go with network marketing PS everybody. It could be another kind of business, but clearly this is, this is your specialty. And so what would you say to that person? That's like just getting started on, on that. And uh, I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, I would probably say what we just kind of talked about with the mindset first. So I would just be like, I mean, I always tell people, you know, your best business partner, whether you want to have a team or just be more affiliate marketing style is your mind, is your, is your mindset. So, you know, I personally just really feel very strongly about that. But outside of that, I mean, I think I just like, you know, I encourage people to just recognize that to be authentic. Right. And, um, when you can authentically be you, you know, I mean, this is this business, I mean, but really any business, whether it's a restaurant, a donut shop, whatever, it's all about people, you know, getting to know you, like you and trust you. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not going to buy a donut from like this kind of shady thing on the quarter that I've never seen before. Right. But if I see it like 20 times, and I, you know, I, then I'll be like, oh, okay, I guess I do kind of am forming a relationship of trust with it because it's always there, whatever. Um, so I think it's just being authentic to yourself, but then also recognizing, I think a lot of times people get mixed up with that authentic word, right? Because sometimes like authenticity is really like, you know, does this align with my, with, with who I, who I am, like my mission, my core beliefs, like, you know, whatever those are, um, or is this just uncomfortable? Cause they're very different, you know? And so somebody might be like, oh, well, I'll be like, oh, you know, Hey, like, why don't you just check in? Like she said that she wanted, um, you know, that whole outfit, whatever it is, like, just be like, Hey, what, you know, did you order? No, I can't. That's not me. That's not me. I'm like, that's uncomfortable. Get it. But if you were in a job and your person that you work with was like, Hey, I'm going to get you that report tomorrow. And they don't get you that report tomorrow. You wouldn't be like, oh, I guess I'm just going to wait until they get me there. No, you need the report, right? Same thing, whatever. You know, that's just an example, but it's just like, you know, authenticity is very important, um, but also getting out of your comfort zone is equally important to grow, you know, with anything. Um, and that's that's kind of necessary, no matter how you want to build a business, restaurant, donut shop, whatever, you got to do the things that, again, that make you feel uncomfortable, right? And what's so beautiful about network marketing is that the barrier is so low. There is the only risk you really have is the imagined risk in your risk in your head of the judgment, right? But a donut shop, a retail store, all these other things, yes, there is bigger a bigger barrier, and so that can be a little bit more scary. But um, with anything, you just have to kind of recognize that the the risk is bigger is, is smaller than that reward that 
we can have, but we just don't let ourselves think of the, the great. We always like go down that negative path. The hypotheticals are always scary, right? You know, but the, the positive hypotheticals, we never do that either or either can happen. So why do we only focus on that? You know, anyway, it's like, was- it's like you I've heard the thing where they say like, where somebody says, um, well, you might think like, what if it doesn't work out, but you should actually be thinking like, what if it does? Huh? What if it does work out? What if it's amazing? Right. Right. Yeah. They think it's so corny, but it's like, that's what's so effed up about our society and like conventional wisdom is that we just assume the negative all in anything. So weird. You know? It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And when you actually recognize that there's equal chance, in fact, even more of a chance when you actually think about the positives, right. It will actually happen. Right. Uh, So true. And I love what you said about like, basically we're starting with mindset. So if you want to see success in network marketing, we're going to need to start with that. And it's so true because like, can the actual like skills and the routines and the following through and the like more like um admin office C behind the scenes work stuff that has to mm-hmm. happen in the business, by the way. But like, mm-hmm. can that be learned and can that be practiced and improved over time? Of course. But like, if you don't have the right mindset when it comes to starting your business um, and you, you are, you at least aren't open to learning to shift your mindset, right. Then it's pretty much, you know, probably going to suck anyway, because you're going to be still stuck in that place, the people that I have seen that, that are kicking the most ass in network marketing are the people that do not give a fuck that are, you know, as far as like about judgment, you know, negative judgment. And those are the people that always, always shine through. You're one of those people there's, and, and it's just like kind of a smaller percentage, but it's like, join that family of people that aren't, you know, so scared of, of other people's judgment, because honestly, I feel like, and you, you might agree, especially cause like showing up on social media and stuff, we might be like scared of this judgment, but like, and maybe they're judging for like a sec, but it's usually not quite as bad as what we make it out to be. Honestly, we're probably people, obsessing over it and worrying yeah. more than they are. People are not thinking about, about you, no. about me. They're, they're thinking about, about themselves. themselves. Exactly. No one is thinking about you like you think you are. It's it's really not even the fear of what people think. It's the fear of what you think people think. You know? <laughs> yes. The fear you of know? what you think people think. Right. Right. I love it. I no, love exactly. It. And it's really, it's like, it's the craziest thing, you know, and, and, you know, you gave re- examples of people that are kicking ass, but I also think that's such a barrier to people because they see somebody like you or somebody like me and they're like, well, that's great, but like, that's not who I am in they, but that's not where we started. You know, Brittany, you were probably, you you were different. And so was I, like, I, I didn't use social media the way I use, like I was nervous, all the things, but it's just that comparison game that people can, they can see that end result maybe right? and they see where they are and they don't understand how to connect the two. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Like we might be on step like 4,572 and you're on step 12. Like it's just yep. took some time. It's okay. <laughs> it yeah, exactly. And that's the beauty in this industry. Again, like you do a donut shop, you do a, a, you know, whatever a retail store, you don't have those, you don't have a lot, at least I don't think mentors that will help you bridge that gap. Yep. Right. In this industry, if, you know, hopefully you're fortunate enough that you, you do have those support systems that will help you learn. It's just skills. Right. It's, it's even a skill to show up, you know, when you're uncomfortable to do something new, that's a skill, right? We're all learning these skills and the more skills you learn, the better you get. And that's why lottery winners never do anything good with their money. Right. Cause they didn't, they were the same person the day before they won the lottery as the day after. Right. right. They didn't grow at all. You there grow should be stuff. like a, there should be a personal growth period. Like, okay, yeah. congratulations. You won, but now, oh my God, now we're going to train you. That would change the game for lottery winners for sure. <laughs> oh my God. I love the amount of lottery winners. That's so funny. Okay. Before I let you go, what do you feel if you don't mind sharing, if you yeah. have something, what is coming up for you and your business? Like, do you have cool stuff coming up that you, as far as like actually in the specific business you're doing, do you see yourself adding things to your plate? Like, I just, I don't know. Cause whenever I think about you, I think about just like everything, just growing and growing and growing. And you're so nice. I, um, you know, I want to answer that question. 
honestly. And the, the best way I can answer that question, honestly, is to tell you, like, I don't know. Um, because I have gotten really good at following my gut, but I'm not perfect. And I actually have a, a planner, like a little journal that I keep on my bed. And it's just like my idea journal. So when like a random like idea comes to mind, I write it down. Um, because so often we, we all do, we all get these things that pop in our mind, but we just dismiss them so fast, you know, but those are actually there for a reason. So I do have this idea journal so I could tell you what's in it, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I, I like starting a podcast. I had thought about it for years, truly. And I just, one day was so annoyed that I kept thinking about it, that I just drove to Kroger and I did it in the parking lot because <laughs> I just got to the point where, so like, I have these ideas, like, I have no idea if any of them are going to come to pass, but I know that when they do, or if they do, it's going to be because one day I'm like, I'm so tired of thinking about this. I'm just going to do it. You know? Right. right. That's, <laughs> so, what you gotta, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just like to have the practice of saying yes to things. Like when you asked me to be on this, I was so honored and, and, you know, you, you sent me something to fill out and I could have put it up and like, yeah, I'll fill it out later, but I didn't write that because yeah. I knew if I didn't, I, you know, I would have probably thought about things that I might, I'm like, I don't know what to say, you know, <laughs> who am I to be on this? And that imposter syndrome just totally can take over. So, you know, I, I know that whatever comes next is probably going to be more of like a, a just like, okay, I'm going to finally do it, you know, as opposed to really having a strategic plan. Cause I never plan stuff out. <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, it's all about taking action anyway. Um, yes. I love it. This has been so, this is so inspiring. So fun. I know that so many people are going to get so much goodness from this episode and really need to hear it, especially people that are getting started in network marketing, cause it can be really, really tough. So I appreciate you taking the time to, to, bring your light and encourage everybody before I let you go though, please tell everybody how they can find you. So where do you oh, want to find okay. you online, yes, you. follow you, your podcast, whatever the hell you just plug it right now. Oh, you're so sweet. So on Instagram, that's the best way to, to, to find me. And, and I want to get to know you. It's, um, Jax Prew. So it's J A X P R E W. Um, and then I do have a podcast. It's called, um, why the F not so you could find that on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, and very unlike Brittany, who's like so posh and professional and amazing, you'll hear car noises because I typically do it in my car. <laughs> but um, Brittany, I am just so honored. Thank you for having me. I've wanted to like chat with you just like as a human for ever since I I think we found each other through Peloton. But you're just such a light and so fun, and I just I adore you. I love everything that you that you stand for, and you are just as real as, as online as now. So thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for being here, babe. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.